0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God for our meditation is recorded in 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning at verse 6. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. dear fellow redeemed at one time or another there is an ailment that has afflicted each one of us this ailment can create new problems or make existing problems worse this ailment is called the if only's the symptoms appear in our thoughts and words we think or say to ourselves If only I made more money, I would be content. If only I could date that person, my life would be complete. If only my wife would listen to me, I would be a better husband. (laughs) If only I had that car, that video game, that article of clothing, I would be satisfied. Once in a while, you get your if-only, but it only leads to another if-only. You say, if only I had a new house, my life would be complete. You get the new house, and it looks empty. If only I had new furniture, and then if only I had new carpeting. As you can see, you are deceiving yourself. If you say, if only you had that possession, that you would be content." So who among us can say we are content? That's one of the marks of our sin- human sinfulness, our inability to be content with what God has given us. Instead, we want more, more, more. What has God done to cure our if First of all, God provides for us. God says in His Word, Be content with what you have, because God has said, Never will I leave you, nor will I forsake you. What has God given us that we should be content? He has given us Himself. He has created us and in his divine love he sent his son to redeem us. Christ gave his very life for us on Calvary's cross that our sins would be taken away and that we might be his own for time and eternity. God provides for us. He has granted us our physical lives on earth. He has granted us our souls and bodies with all their abilities. He's granted us health and strength. He's granted us jobs, homes, and families, and all our possessions. He has given us so much. And then he says to us, be content with what you have. Our lesson today is a reminder from Paul that without God's gracious provision, we would have nothing, for we brought nothing into this world and we can take nothing out of it. And then he points us to the bare necessities of life. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. The word for clothing here literally means covering, and so it includes not only what directly clothes the body, but also our shelter. Food, clothing, and shelter satisfy our basic physical needs. When God provides for these, there can be contentment. Paul displayed such contentment when he wrote, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. That is God's gift of contentment, and that is great gain. By God's gift of contentment, he also protects us. Our text warns, but those who desire to be rich fall into a temptation and snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. If we base our hope and sense of security on riches, we will never Be content. We always seek to gain more, 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 never satisfied throughout our lives. Many people, including Christians, want to get rich. We are warned here that a desire for riches is beset with dangers. Lives controlled by a desire for riches follow a familiar pattern, yielding to temptation, trapped by sinful desires, being driven to foolish and senseless actions, and finally lost in ultimate ruin. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. This is one of the most misused and misquoted passages in scripture. Notice that money itself is not the evil. And scripture does not condemn the rich. Scripture does not condemn Abraham or Job or Solomon for for their wealth. What Paul is addressing is the desire to be rich. It's the sinful condition of the heart that is condemned. It is the love of money which is the root of all kinds of evil. The attitude the heart takes toward wealth becomes the root problem. To love money so that it becomes the most important thing in our lives, an idol, leads to all kinds of evils. As our text explains, some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Rather than succumb to such temptation, our text is a call to take up arms and fight the good fight of the faith. This call to fight the good fight is not a call to muster our own strength or trust in our own powers. Relying on himself, even the apostle Peter fell into shameful denial of his Lord. Paul reminds us how to arm ourselves against temptation in the letter to the Ephesians. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. That is how God equips us. For this battle, we use the weapons God has placed into our hands, especially the sword of the Spirit, the word of God. When Satan attacks, cut him down with it is written. The reason we fight the good fight of faith is so that we may lay hold on eternal life. Not merely some temporal riches or fame or honor is at stake. Nothing less than eternal life. Salvation is the prize in this battle. This is the eternal life to which you were called when you were baptized and brought to faith. In Jesus your Savior at baptism and again at confirmation you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses God preserves you in this faith to which you were called and made your good confession as you receive with believing hearts his word as it is preached and read and as you gather at the altar to receive Holy Communion by faith in Christ Be content with what you have. Then, instead of coveting and desiring the things your neighbor has, instead of being discontent and unhappy with your situation and lot in life, instead of always wanting more, 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 you will lay hold of heaven and the eternal glory, eternal life. Godliness with contentment is great gain. To be in Christ by faith and to be content in Christ is the greatest gain of all. This means that God provides for all of your needs of body and soul here on earth. And you will surely have the blessings of eternal life when you die. We have the best of both worlds in Christ. How could we be anything but content? Amen.